Today's daf is Pei 80, um, and we are pick up on the Mishnah on the bottom of Ayin Tadamud's Bet. And the Mishnah reads as follows. So we've been dealing with a long Mishnah, probably at least two Mishnahs stuck together. Um, so until now, of course, we've been dealing with, um, you know, the act of giving the get and the woman, what's defined as the woman's domain, the man's domain, the act of giving, how much I've been raising the question all along, does it parallel definitions by Kinyanim, or does it have other definitions? Huge amount of discussion in the Rishonim, which you didn't see necessarily reflected in the Daf. Anyway, and now we're moving sort of to like uh, other, to, we, we, we totally have switched gears. I don't know if you realized it, but that little, quick little mission yesterday about using an old get, a get that existed after Yichud, um, and is that a problem or not? Uh, now, well, that has nothing to do with the act of giving the get, so now we're sort of dealing with possible problems, other types of possible psulim or problems in a get. Okay, so with that in mind, let's take a look at the next, at the Mishnah. If the get was written in the name of the, of an improper government. Now, that means, the Gemara is going to say it means specifically it was, it was, it was dated by Roman dating, by the dating of the Roman Caesar. And we'll see why the Gemara calls that an improper you government. You gave the right year, but by then. Right. You gave the third year of the Caesar Hadrian or whatever. That's a problem. Because now, you could say that that's even if you're under Roman control, which is presumably what actually was the case for the authors of the Mishnah, that they were under Roman control. And so the Gemara is going to frame it, I mean, at least the way sort of Rashi frames it, um, but it sounds like this from the Gemara, that the problem is that you're dating by a government that is not your government, that is not your, um, you know, uh, um, um, authority. So, and therefore, it's a problem because it's like a Shalom Malchus problem, that they wanted you to give a date to your get, actually we're going to see in a minute, not even based on Jewish dating. They wanted you to date your get based on the dating of the country um, in which the get was being written. So that was like motivated by like Shalom Malchus, but interestingly that's an even a Bidievit problem. Um, but again, the question, the historical question is, what does it mean if that's the shot in the Mishnah, which is not clear, Malchus Shein Ohogenes might mean something else but the way the Gemara understands it, that it means Rome, I mean, what's the problem? The Mishnah was being written in Roman Palestine, you know, the Jews were under Roman, uh, you know, under, uh, you know, under, you know, under, uh, you know, under the uh, 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 under Rome, so it's not clear that the problem in the mission that that's what that, that that's shot in the mission. I can't understand historically how that could be shot. Rashi, uh, did you want to say something, Charlie? Uh, I, I looked at how I, something you mentioned after. Okay, like, so yeah, understand what you were saying. So let's say I'm in America, and then I'm saying like you know, based on the Roman season, when there's no Rome in America, that would be the problem. Yes. But now, if what if it's doing another Roman thing? That would be okay. That is the way the Gemara understands it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not telling you that that's shot in that line Malchus Shein Hogenis right Malchus Shein Hogenis could be read as uh, I don't know you know you right now are you know some like some little upstart government that's not a real government you know is uh, and you know you're correct okay so anyway so you could imagine something like that right but anyway but that's not how the Gemara is going to explain it the Gemara is going to explain it it means that it's based some dating that is not the dating in your country that is not showing proper 
sort of respect and subservience and acknowledgement of the kingship or you know of the government under which you are you know under which you're living alright so anyway we'll see more of that but again I don't know historically how that makes any sense since they were living under Rome okay anyway Rishum Malchus Madai Rishum Malchus Yavan now let's say you date this is just again some other government you do it by you know by the and then you know by the kingdom of the Medians or of the Greeks now the Gemara no the Gemara no that's presumably a different issue now the Gemara is going to say that the problem the point is that that's like a dead country dead gating you know this is like you know since uh it's 370 years since the since King Daryavish of, of, of Persia. So he's dead. So maybe nobody cares about that. It's no longer a competing uh, government. You know, it's no longer a competing Malchus. So that's the way the Gemara is going to understand that that's a Chiddush. That's not only if you name it after a, after a Malchus that isn't yours, that exists right now in the world, but even if you name it after a, a long dead Malchus, it's still going to be a problem. One minute. Again, there's other ways you could have read this Mishnah, of course, that that the problem is not just it's a competing one, but there's some other problems here. Anyway, but look, even if it's a good Jewish dating, Rabinian Abayis, L'Chorban Abayis, if you date it from the time of the building of the base of Mikdash or the destruction of the base of Mikdash, all of those are no good, according to the Gemara, and the Tosus is going to ask and we'll get to, so how is it that we date our Gitin L'Briyata Olam, right? Why don't we date our Gitin L'Minyan HaMachut? So Tosus is going to ask that. But what's clear, at least from the end of the Mishnah, is that the problem is not that somehow it's intrinsically bad to be dating something that way. Like, you can't say it's intrinsically bad to be dating something from Binyan-based Amikdash or Horban-based Amikdash, right? So, it sounds so... Clearly, there's some sense that in this context, it was the wrong thing to be doing. And that's how the Gemara understands that the consistent problem in the Mishnah is you're supposed to be giving it the dating based on the country and the government under which you currently live. Yes, Charlie? Yavan is the chronology that is in First Maccabees. Right. And that calendar was actually used throughout the Middle East, through the Middle Ages, by Christians. Right. So, so this is a finish that they can't use a commonly used calendar. Right, that's a very good point. And that's also, I think, something called, I think that's Minyan Shtarot, if I remember correctly. There was something called Minyan Shtarot, which was a, uh, which was a widespread dating system, which went back to some type of a Greek event. Was it when the Greeks it were victorious over the, the Persians or something? Of the, of the Seleucid uh, uh, monarchy. Oh, it was, okay. It was so what, which we fought in the... Uh, right, right. It was one of our... Right, and I believe that that's... And, Right, and I believe that that's Minyan Shtarot. So, so it's very interesting, right? The classic datings that are known that were Jewish documents, number one, Minyan Shtarot, which was presumably what's meant by Malchut Yavan, or Binyan Abayas or Chorban Abayas, okay, and um, those would not be good. So it's clearly there's not an intrinsic problem here. Probably has something to do, as the Gemara is going to understand it, that it is the, that you have to give fealty or respect to the government under which you're living. Yes. Does it mean that you might be inclined to use something that, so to speak, a dead language for culturally nostalgic reasons. What? What else was he talking about? The Kitab L'Shei Malchut Sheina Hoganit is called that because it's... No, we'll see that in the Gemara. Let's not worry about that now. Okay. So it says like this. Hayyab B'Mizrach V'Katab B'Ma'arav V'Ma'arav V'Katab B'Mizrach so that's one set of problems. It's a correct date, but but you know not the not the not the uh, system we want you to use. <laughs> now, if you, which the Gemara is going to say means the Sofer and the Adim, were in the east of the city, they were in East Berlin, okay, and they wrote in West Berlin, okay. They wrote, they wrote, we were in West Berlin, you know, in West Berlin on this date, da 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 da. Like you know how it says, 
you know how a ksuva starts? Be'echad b'shabes, whatever, you know, con, you know, New York, New York, you know, right, like, like, Los Angeles, whatever. Anyway, so they wrote, right, you know, uh, whatever, West Berlin, and they were in East Berlin, okay? So, um, so, so, so that's also invalid, that they gave the wrong place where they were located when the get was being written. In those cases, wrong dating or wrong location, okay, what's the halacha? Very, very strict set of rules. So, so this is going to now say what happens when you have a get that is batel, but it's got, batel really midrabanan. Um, it's very strange Rashi. Rashi sounds like it's a cut, that it's batel midoraita, uh, but nevertheless, it's like we, we, tr- but it's, we treat it as though it's still good midrabanan, but that's not shot at all. How could these problems be the right the problems? Especially, especially yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Well, that's going to be what it's going to be like. Anyway, especially this thing about like just the dating is based on Shalom Malchus. So I can't explain Rashi. Tosa says that it's all cases of Batel Midrabanan. But look, you know, there's an interesting question, and the Gemara is going to ask this. Is every case of a problem, of a psul, a case that's going to have severe consequences like this? Like a minute ago, we talked about a get yashan, where we said that Bidiyavid, if it was given, you could get married, or if you get married, you don't have to get divorced. So presumably, there are degrees of psulim. And the, this Mishnah is identifying the Gitin that are as sort of as you know as like the biggest and problem okay but you know but actually it's but it's, it's only a Durabanan problem okay which means that they're right that she's married but in a very weighty way Durabanan we consider her to be not married which means that's right which means that it's going to be the worst of both worlds right you understand yeah. okay so Durabanan she's married but Durabanan it's such a big problem we've identified this as a category of a big problem that Durabanan we're going to look at it like she is not married and is married and then of course it's going to be disastrous okay now the Gemara I'm just going to ruin the surprise because you're all going to get upset when you hear the list of consequences of this okay and especially these would not be the ones I would put at the top of my list of things that would be the worst types of problems okay but the Gemara is going to say that this is following the position of Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Meir says Meir is like very very demanding about everything has to be exactly the, the nusach and the way we did it and anybody who changes and varies she has to get divorced and we cheat the kids of moms and all those types of things even if they're right that's still a good get. Wow. Now again, did Rebbe put everything in that category? Not clear, but at least at least the things we're going to be looking at and things that were considered about and may, you know because also this is a question, right? It's like changing from I wanted to at least pay attention to that. You know, if this, if this that type of phrase comes up nowadays when people want to make some changes in davening you know it's like it's like they gave you a particular text a particular formulation you have got to don't vary from that text so other problems like get yashan or I don't know you had only uh, you know ksav sofer ve'ed other types of types of issues that came up you did the right text here the problem was you did not use the right text now some of that text is variable we don't know where the sofer is going to be we don't know what malchus you're going to be under but we have very precise rules about how the text is to be written so that seems to be at least the locus of these problems you're switching the text we're mocked on the text and therefore it's going to be very consequential so let's see what the consequence is let's see what the consequence is okay so take 
she has to get divorced from if she married a second guy, but she can't go back to her first husband. Because we basically treat it as why get divorced from the second guy? Because we're going to treat it like you were still married. Okay? So if you were still married, then you can't stay with the second guy. But you need to get from him. Why do you need to get from him? Because we're going to treat it like the, get, the first get was good and you were married to the guy. So you have to leave the guy, but you need to get from him. Okay? And you can't go back to the first guy because if you were still married, then the first, then you were committing adultery and therefore you can't go back to your current husband. So you have to not be with your current husband, but, you know, you're going to get from your current husband, okay? So you need to get from both of the men um, because, you know, we sort of treat her in both categories. Uh, she, can, she has to leave both men. She needs to get from both men. The and she doesn't, she's not entitled from either of the husbands. Like, Loksuva, she doesn't get her Ksuva payment through 200 Zuz. Now, she is really the one who suffered as a result of this, even though she did nothing wrong. Uh, Rashi tries to explain, again, based on the Gemonia Vamot and so on, that like, oh, this is a fine for her because she should have been more careful, which is like, what? Like, why are we expecting her? He was the one that wrote it. Women, men were the more literate ones in society anyway. He was the one, I mean, she was the innocent person that's just passively receiving the get, right? So I, I don't begin to understand how anybody, I mean, Rashi explains it this way, but I don't, I don't really begin to understand how we can sort of see this, like she's being punished for doing something wrong. Maybe this comes up in Yivamot, because in Yivamot the issue is she got a report that her husband was dead based on an Eid Echad, and she went and she remarried, and then the husband shows up alive. And then it has the same series of consequences. So there you could say we're going to punish her seriously, so she's going to be very careful before she gets remarried. But that's not really relevant here. And it just seems like it's Chazal, just like saying, like, the only way I see that it's understood is it's not an issue of a punishment, it's just... Look, we just have to deal with the consequences. The consequences were that she's married to the first guy and married to the second guy, and, you know, what would be the relevant consequences of that reality? And so that reality is, so how could she get a ksuva from, you know, from somebody if, from, through one lens of looking at it, she's committing adultery, you know, with the other person? How, she get a, how could she get a ksuva from guy number two if she was never married to guy number two? And she can't get a ksuva from guy number one because maybe she was committing adultery with guy number two. So, you know, so I, it's not fair okay, but it, I'd rather look at it as a not fair and just a unfortunate consequence of her status than look at it as a conscious punishing her for something I can't understand how she how she's be punished for. But so let's say she didn't get married to the second guy, then she just get the So the Gemara's going to deal with that. Let's say she's just, I don't know, slept with somebody, but didn't get married to them. Okay, so the Gemara's actually going to say that that could be different, actually. Interesting. And especially if she right. didn't sleep with anyone, she, she just gives her this bad get. I'm like, oh, I, I gotta give you Exactly, exactly. Hold your question. I just want to read the list of consequences here. Okay. Uh, so she doesn't collect the from anybody. The low payroll, she does now the payroll is interesting because payroll is something that he got. He would be getting her payroll, and now that they're getting divorced, of course he doesn't get payroll. So Rashi says it means what she would get in exchange for the payroll. Uh, it's a question exactly what payroll means. The low mizonot, she's not does not get meaning while she's I guess awaiting her get, she's not getting mizonot from either person. Again, you could look at it as a punishment or you could just look at it as the fact that well, which guy is she married to? She's married to two guys. So which guy is the one that's Chayv and Mizonot? So neither of them have to give her Mizonot. Okay? Um, but you could also look at it by the way, and this is interesting, if you don't want to look at it just as that she's being the one that's being punished, although this does say ain't law, it could be, right, it could be that he doesn't get payroll, right? Because maybe the first guy doesn't get payroll because she's married to the second. The second guy doesn't get payroll because she's married to the first. I don't know. Anyway, but it sounds like this is all about what she's suffering. Okay? The low blood, she doesn't get her like worn out clothing, okay, when she's sort of leaving 
leaving and getting and, and getting the get, it's seen as like yes, like you know she can't get it. Yes, we reimbursed for you know clothing that she brought into the marriage and that now is uh, is has to get thrown out. Law zev, law She can't get it from either husband. And in in if she actually was given it, it's not just a moti raya type of a case. Okay, she actually has to even give it back, even if she's in possession of it, which is pretty interesting, right? So it's uh, so, so again, it, it does sound a little bit like she's being punished because even if you define it like somehow she's like some suffolk married to each guy, married to both guys, like so why would you say like why would she have to give it back if then there's one lens to look at it like she is still? So it's not clear. And the child from either husband is considered a mom's there. The second guy, because she's considered first married to the first, and the first guy, because she's considered, if you were to go back to him, considered still married to the second. If she became, if she died, neither of, neither, and they were Kohanim, they would not have to become, they would not become Tamei to her, to bury her. The second guy can't be a Kohen, because, uh, uh, that's a good place. The Lozev, point. Now here we actually get away that the husband loses out. They're not entitled to her found objects, the loba or her labor, the loba they can't that way, you know, annul her vows. So haisa, so nobody has any rights on one another. But of course, she's still married to both of them. Essentially, you need to get from both. Haisa bas what? What? You have a loba far in the direct can't annul the vows. Haisa bat Israel, if she was a bat Israel, nisalat mina kihuna, then she now cannot marry a kohen because even I guess the point is well. I mean, I, yeah, I guess the point is like if both of them die, maybe or whatever. It is a funny Nisalina Kahuna because anyway, since the first get was really good, she already is a Grusha. Anyway, the point is she's considered now like a Zona because she slept with a man who wasn't her husband when she's still married to her husband. But it's a good point. She's probably she's a Grusha anyway. Anyway, Baslevi mina Maser. Baslevi doesn't get Maser, which is interesting since when Maser doesn't even have Kedusha, and since when does you know does somebody lose their ability to <coughs> Maser? Anyway, that's discussed in the Gemara. Bat Gohen, um, if she was a Gohen Mina Truma, that, that makes sense, right? She can't eat Truma because, again, it's considered like she committed adultery, and Wait, therefore... She, go, she have no kids, go back to her father's house? Right? Um, that, no, because a woman who commits adultery, the same yeah. we say, Echadabal Vechadabal, it says Venitna three times, so she's Nifsula Mina Kuhuna. So it's not, uh, even if she, whatever, goes back to her father's house and has no kids, okay? It's like a Pagam, and she can't eat, she, she's excluded from Truma. The Ain Yoshim Shozev Yoshim Shozev Yoshim Ketuvata Children from either husband don't inherit her Ketuva. What does this mean? It means that a woman brings in her dowry. Okay? She goes ahead and she brings in her, um, you know, and her dowry is the stuff that basically, uh, so she's got whatever it is. She's got, you know, these ten fields that are hers. Now, I'm her, uh, normal case. I'm this, I'm this uh, woman's father and I want to give her a nice dowry, but um, she, if she gets divorced, she'll take it back out with her but if she doesn't get divorced it's going to go and she dies first it'll pass on to my grandkids right to my husband and then to her husband and then my grandkids the only thing is let's say her husband marries other women during after before so that dowry that I've just given my daughter is not just going to go to my grandkids it's going to go to all these man's children so the ksuva basically entitles her this ksuva spinning dichrin that the dowry that she brings into the marriage passes on only to her children does not pass down to the other children okay so if she dies first the husband gets it but when the husband dies it passes down just to her children not to all of the husband's heirs the property that she brought into the marriage in this case 
Okay, that's not true. If she dies while uh, before she's gotten the get from them, okay, and she brought money into both estates, by the way, because you know she got married to the second guy, she maybe brought a dowry into the second guy. She dies. Both husbands inherit her. But, the, but then, then they die, the property does not pass down to her children. It passes down equally to all the children. You don't ask them. Okay, what? You don't ask them. We'll ask it in a minute. Of course, the problem is, like, so why does her husband inherit her? Like, again, so many of these things does seem not just like I wanted to frame it, like it's a natural consequence of having this double definition, but like, why does her husband inherit her? Why don't we say, well, she's doubtfully married to either. Maybe uh, neither of them should inherit her. So it sounds less that she's, like, doubtfully married to either it sounds more like he's definitely married to both some type of a status of that nature okay but uh, you know again like some of the if she's definitely married to both let her get her ksuva so it's like it does seem like she's you know constantly suffering here and getting but the short end of the street she doesn't have a ksuva so what's the point of saying this no 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 her doesn't have a ksuva means yeah. she doesn't take out the 200 zuz when she gets her gift oh, okay. now it might also mean she doesn't take out her dowry when she gets her gift right? because, no because normally if a woman is divorced let's say for cause she doesn't get her 200 zuz. She doesn't get a tosefet, but she does take out the property she brought in. Okay? So when she says doesn't get a it doesn't mean she doesn't take out her dowry. Okay, but when she dies... Okay, but we're not talking about that she got the get. Before she got the get, she died. So her husband inherited her. And her husband took the property she brought in. And now that property will pass down equally the kids, not just to her kids. But again, like, why is that fair? That her husband inherits her, but he, she doesn't, you know? So it does sound like he's very much the one suffering from all of this. What? Yeah, I, you may have, this is, I know, I know. It's, it's very hard to understand why she suffers so much. Okay? Um, and then one more line. The emace if the husbands died before giving a get then their brothers have to do chalitza not yibum before giving him a new get before giving her a new get well the first guy before a new get then the brothers have to do chalitza not yibum because again she's considered to be suffolk married each guy so you can't do yibum but she might not be married so you have to do chalitza okay there are some questions Joe you had a question no Charlie you had a question uh, this proves that women need to learn Tom. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> My question is a little bit different. What I find interesting is, you know, yeah, here's some people that says, like, you know, say, like, you can't date, like, whatever it is, 2016, but here, clearly, we're dating... Right. Or is it maybe 2016 be a problem because that's after, like, a particular religion, and rather dating... Yeah. ...dates of kings is different. I don't know. I'm just asking the question. Like, is this... So, so uh, we'll see that. We'll get to Tosos. He's going to discuss our contemporary practice. Okay, yes. Correct, not retroactively. Only any children. For for the mom there from the first husband, if she goes back to him. From the second guy though, it's kids she's already had because she's was saying she's still married to the first guy and whatever. Why would she end up going back to She's not listening. You tell me that the get wasn't good. I got to leave this guy. I'm going back. Whatever. I mean, but you're right. But that's very important to clarify. It's oh, the mom's there from the first husband is only kids after she's been with the second guy. Okay, after she was married to the second guy. Okay. So now the Gemara says like this. Um, right. Because if a woman just commits adultery, just whatever, and then goes back to her first husband, the kids not manzerim. The only way we would conceptualize right the kids being manzerim is if she was married to the second guy. So what we're gonna say is, you know, if you go back 
to right, that's important, right? If you go back to the first husband without getting a get from the second husband is really what we're saying, right? Then the kids are mamzerim. Even if you would go back after getting the get, right? The kids wouldn't be mamzerim. So it's only a mamzerim if you went born afterwards. Went correct. After correct. You can't. But he you can't. can't. But if you did, right. okay. But that's very important to clarify. Correct. The mamzerim from the first husband is only if you went back to the first husband without a get from the second. Okay. Well, saying, uh, right, but then fully understand even if a second husband does give a get, she still can't go back to the first. Yeah. Husband. Yeah. She's not allowed to. But if she did, okay. But the mamzerim from the second husband is any kids she had from the second husband because she was technically not right. Technically right. She was. We're considering as if she was still married to the first husband. Doesn't Correct. This seem to you, yes. Is trying to construct a scenario you can imagine a woman being legally married to two people simultaneously. Yes. Meaning the question is, is that's yeah. But the question is, we, I'm not sure that if we consider her married to two people, all of these consequences make sense. So that is, some of it is because we're considering her Suffolk married. Some because we're considering her married to both. But yes, that's part of the point. This get is both Patel and not Patel at the same time. So she's both married and not married to the second guy and married and not married to the first guy. Um, okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Now here's a second scenario again where it's a textual change in the get. If you change the name of the, uh, of the husband or the wife, um, and by the way, this doesn't mean really change it. You know, you wrote... Steve instead of Fred, because that ob- that would be like obviously possible. We're talking about a rabbinic problem, um, or right? Yeah, you didn't do it right. Tosa says, you know, Loshina Mamash. Tosa says, means you wrote some name that was a little bit imprecise or whatever. I forget the earlier Gemara. You have to take a look. Okay, Slamadal that I'm a vet. The Gemara says, run me a stop. I'll look there quickly. It says. Yeah, it's like Vichoshum Shayeshla, it's all the other names, right? It's all the nicknames, those types of things. You mean you didn't put in all the nicknames? Yeah, or it's something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's a question. You don't have to put in all the nicknames. It's worse to do it wrong than to do it not at all. And anyway, you can go back and look at that tomorrow. But the point is, you made a change, even if it's not a huge substantive change, okay? Or Shemiro Vashemiro, or the wrong name of the city. But again, as Sosa says, even if it's not really the fully wrong, it's not like you said Los Angeles instead of New York. You know, you said some name that was a little bit off. Okay, You have to get divorced from both, and all of these consequences apply to her. All right, so call a riot. Shamru, um, um, all of the te- now here's another se- se- thing which has nothing to do with a wrong text of a get. Remember Yibum, we never get away from Yibum. So anytime the, they say right, if if a brother dies and the surviving brother is, and he was married to two wives and one of those wives is I don't know is is the surviving brother's uh, whatever daughter. Okay, so he can't obviously do Yibum with his daughter. So because he, he's an to him. So because she's an arayot to him, he, both wives are exempt from Yibam and Chalitza and they just walk away. Okay? Yeah. Guy married his niece. So that was the first mission Yivamot. Okay? So, kol arayot sh'amrut sartein mutarot. So if the case of the Yibam, one of the women is an arayot to the brother and their co-wives therefore are permissible, Don't, neither wife needs Yibam or Chalitza. So, and what do they do? Ha'chulat sarot. So the co-wife went ha'elu v'nisu and they went and they married other men. Reasonable and then what happened was was that the the, the, the niece slash daughter 
turned out that once she grew up and um, it turned out that she uh, you know never developed sexually whatever never had Elenita is not just a woman who's barren it's a woman that has male characteristics and um, and therefore it's, the presumption is um, that uh, that no, that it would have been a mechatos okay uh, somebody kno- if a man knows that a woman is an Elonite and chooses to marry her fine but if he doesn't and she turns out to be an Elonite the presumption is that it's a mechatos he, so he wouldn't have wanted to marry her had he known so therefore nobody was deceiving anybody it's facts whatever it's just now you know so the fact is we say ah retroactively he was never married to his niece so therefore when he died uh, she wasn't one of the wives and therefore the other wife was obligated in Yibam with the brother you got it? Yeah. You got the scenario? Nobody no nobody did Khalitsa. You didn't need Khalitsa, right? You got the case? Yeah, oh, I got my pictures well, over there. He wrote, he wrote an arayot. Ah, that's an interesting point. Yeah, yeah. this is right. This is right out of the first fiction in Yavam. Yep. All right. So here's. I never liked this. Here's Ruvain, and here's Shimon, and Shimon is married to to Ruby. Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, which is which is his which is his daughter, right? Okay, and to a woman, and to and to and to, and to Dvorah. Okay, so now he dies. Okay, so in this case, that's my daughter. So obviously, I don't have mitzvah yibum here. So I don't have mitzvah yibum chalitza with either. They just walk away. Right. So Dvorah goes ahead and she marries somebody else. Then Ruby grows up, and we find out that she was a that she was an, an illness. So now we know. Oh, retroactively, he was never married to my daughter. So when he died. There was no Arias. I was chayiv to do chalitz or yibum with Dvorah. So Dvorah now is married to some other man. For 20 years. For 20 years. And it turns out that she should have been, oops, and it turns out that she, was, that she should have had chalitz before she got married to another man. Okay, now of course, like, since when is that her fault? All right, moving on. Okay, what happened? So the first woman turned out to be an illness. She gets all of the consequences. Now the big problem here with this is, is that, is that even if she was chayiv and chalitza, right? She was chayiv and chalitza. She's not married to this guy. And going and living with another man, that, why would that make the kid a monster? Why would that, you know, I mean, she's, uh, so, so she's lacking chalitza. So a woman, she's, you know, a woman is considered zikukali yibum, the isr is an isr lav. So she ignored that. She married some other man without getting chalitza. Let's say even willingly. Right. right? What's, why is that so consequential? Yeah. So the Gemara basically says that this is following the Gemara Yifamot, the position of Rebbe Akiva, that says that the child of such a union is a, is a mom's heir. Now that could be in general Rabbi Akiva treats the child of a union with an Isra Lav as a mom's heir but it also could be a, a specifically about Yibum because you might remember Zukukali Yibum could be considered to be like a quasi-Kiddushin right? So because there was a Chi of, of Chalitza forget that it was just an Isra Lav she is to some degree quasi Reuven's wife and therefore She's Reuven's wife, who's now married to somebody else, or Reuven's, you know, almost wife, married to somebody else, and has all of these consequences. Oh, that's more containable. You make it a dot yachid, which is a very extreme position. All right, and the first position was also Rebbe Meir, but yeah, exactly. I understand, yeah. Rebbe Kiva does make all 
Yeah, but there's some question what his original position was. The Gemara sort of moves, develops it that way, but it's possible his original statement was a little bit more limited. But anyway, but yes, but the, but it could be it could be Rabbi Akiva. It could even be something a little more specific to Yibum. Yeah. So just so to understand, so according to this, then uh, either the would have to wait, you know, however long it is, twenty years right. until we figure out whether uh, right. Ruby was, you know, whatever right. or not. Right. Or or just you just get Ruby to do Chalitza. Just yeah, I mean, yeah, right, you're right, and then she'd be also to the Kohen and whatever. Right. It's it's crazy. I'm you know because it's like like even it. First of all, it's just so severe. And what does she do wrong? But number two, as you're saying, it's like, and what exactly are you supposed to do to prevent right. this from happening? Like at least in the first case, you could say have somebody who knows how to do a get supervise yeah. everything, and at least you can prevent the cases. Right. But really, you're supposed to. I mean, so yeah. Let, let, let's read one more case, okay? Uh, yeah, let's finish the Mishnah. Hakonis um, um, now, how about this case? A guy did Yibum, okay? He had two uh, sister-in-laws. He did Yibum with one. So the co-wife went. So if you do Yibum with one of the wives, the other wives are free to get remarried. They don't need Chalitza. So the co-wife went and uh, got married to another guy. Right? Exactly. So... Um, but in the Zushaisa, Ilanis, and it turns out that the wife, that the, that the wife that, that had, was part of the, that, that did, had Yibum, she actually was an Ilanis. She turned out retroactively, she was never the wife. So she was never the wife, Yibum was never done, so the co-wife still required Yibum or Chalitza. So, Kate Simi Zami Zabba called Drachim Elubash. You have to suffer all the consequences. Cause of Sofer Get Leish the Shovel Isha. Now, what if it's Sofer basically wrote the get for the man, and for the woman he wrote a, uh, a, a receipt? I have received, you know, the payment of my ksuva. And he was going to give it to the woman, so once she was paid her ksuva, he would give it to the, she would give it to the husband. Okay? Okay, the Ta'av, and nothing Get Leish of Shovel Leish. He delivered the wrong documents, and maybe neither of them were literate. Okay? Of course, you would imagine a get would be a little bit longer than whatever. Anyway, okay. The Nelson was there, and they gave each other the documents. He, he gave her the thing he thought was a get, which was a receipt, and she, then he paid her the ksuva, and then she gave him the thing she thought was a receipt, which was a get. So she did work there. Exactly. exactly. Okay. So there she really is married to the first guy still. Okay. Then they, somebody says, oh, can I look at your documents? What are you doing with a get? You were supposed to give the get to her. What are you doing with a receipt? So all of a sudden they realize the mistake. So what's Allah? So again, she suffers all the consequences. She got remarried on the basis. Turns out that she wasn't actually divorced. So she essentially is now really married to the first guy still. All the consequences. Because she's now, but it looks like she's married to the second guy. So she's married to two guys. All the consequences. If you took the documents immediately, then you're right. If you looked at the documents immediately, then you're right. Then it wasn't a good get. And and uh, whatever consequences are consequences. But the Imra Achizman, if however, a year after it was given, you, you asked her, could I see the document? And you see it was the wrong one. So then he says, you're the first husband you're saying to the wife you know what can I, can I check your get for a minute and then you know she's already married to the second guy and then she produces it as a receipt he says oh sorry looks like I never gave you the get you gotta get the divorce from the guy number two so the letter says no I'm sorry buddy like who knows what happened from the time a year ago when you gave it to now and you don't have the right the ability if you looked at the documents later how do you know it's the same document maybe you snuck in you swapped the documents who the heck knows 
knows what. Okay? So therefore, if the documents right away are obviously wrong, they're wrong. But if later you look at them, I'm not going to believe that those were the same documents that were given. You can't go ahead and now make problems for her with her second husband. Okay? So that's like a different type of an issue of being clarifying what really happened. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Well, how much Lachar's man is Lachar's man? Dove, yes. Uh, yeah, I have a methodological question. Let's say in general, Stavnish is a mayor. Does that mean that there's a possibility to always treat Sam Mishnah as a Das Yachid if we want to narrow its applicability? Uh, yes, meaning it is true. On the one hand, Sam Mishnah is Rebbe Mayor. On the other hand, if because it's made Stam, it's presumed that Rebbe gave it the, the authority. authority. Yes, but if the Gemara wants to, the and Gemara that, can. Yes. yes, that is true. And I mean, we're going to see Tosus. Tosus, the Gemara never is clear, explicit that we don't rule like this Mishnah, but Tosus makes a point that we don't. Okay, speaking of Tosus, and although it is late, I'll just read you one line from Tosus. Look at Tosus. The idea that they have to have the names that they have to have the names in the get and they have to be the correct names is the current city where the person is living. The city of origin even if you got it wrong it's kosher. Because you really aren't obligated to write a city of origin. Giving you a little history it's true it's an, it's an old practice to write city of origin yeah. why is that I don't think we do it anyway Nishom but she'im ye'aresh she'esham yosef in Shimon Acher ye'bisamona yidei makom leida right it's very hard you know when you just have father's name how do you know there might be ten guys with the same name so you also put in city of origin so it makes it clearer like we would call it put in she'en mishpacha like that is very helpful at identifying a family name but they would put in city of origin to help identify but it wasn't required so that so, became family name sometimes sometimes it did become family name right exactly so um, good point so if so therefore Tosu says since it wasn't required um, but they, um, and then if it got it therefore now you could have said it's not required but if you did it and got it wrong that's worse than not having it at all but Tosos as we're going to see for practical reasons is saying yes we did in certain is saying we're not going to say that. The Tzedek he come up on me because he makomal leidapia bal or isha. This is Michael. The question you're asking. We ask the husband, uh, "Where were you born?" And we and we just believe him and we write it down. That's a, here's a proof that it can't be puzzled with the evidence if you got it wrong. Because then, was puzzled with the evidence if you got it wrong, then I would ask for some some proof. Some proof. I wouldn't just take him on his word. Okay. So Tosus develops this whole idea that because it's not necessary, even if you do it and get it wrong, it's not puzzled. Yeah. Well, so that's the questions you've been asking, and Tosus gets to that. So, uh, but yes, you do need some objective evidence. So then Tosus says, if you look at the bottom, you know, Tosus says like this: um, It's line starts with the word "bechad," about eight lines before Tosus is over. That he that he gave the wrong name of his birth origin in the get. And Rabbeinu Yitzchak, who started this Tosos, right, said, okay, we got the name of the, of the origin wrong, it's still a kosher get. Okay? So, uh, and many times, if it was not clear where the guy was born, you know, I don't know, the guy, how does the guy know where he was born? Like, his family moved when he was young. Okay, don't write the city of origin. 
Okay, um, and then and then it goes on and says, how about where the guy is right now? Where it's being written, where the guy is standing right now, etc. So very interesting, a little history that they would write city of origin, and Dove makes an excellent point that that actually very often became a type of a family name. Um, and uh, but nevertheless, you know, to try to save postling Gitin, saying since it wasn't necessary, getting it wrong doesn't postle it. And Tosef had an interesting discussion earlier about that, about Shane Levi as well, and about you know, and about Kinuyim and about nicknames, etc. If you didn't have to and you did it and got it wrong doesn't make it possible the is uh, uh, nephew yeah. okay my okay what is my malchus shenohogenes what's an improper government malchus haromayim the romans the my karolu malchus shenohogenes so why he doesn't just save you if you dated by the romans so Tumar says mishum deinlem ksavlo lashon yeah because they're all you know they're ganovim they don't even have their own they don't even have their own uh, natural language they stole their language from the uh, I don't know from the Greeks it's not true I mean the Roman that's letters that's the one thing that they didn't steal from anyone right they were they, they stole everything from everybody but they had their Latin the Latin characters was uniquely uh, the Roman thing and the Latin language were from that part of Italy it's so natural interesting so what is that does the signs say anything to, um, to make sense of that the Latin uh, it was the language the Latin's a nation and country of the city of Rome assembly incorporated within it based on the Etruscan alphabet with the modification yeah, right. but they were all in the same part of Italy I don't understand anyway and I still go back to my question which is if the problem is it's a different Malchus excuse me where the mission is being read, read it's not a different Malchus now maybe the mission is saying we don't like the Romans because they oppress us and that's why it was a Malchus Shein Ohogenes but then of course okay but then what are you, how are you supposed to date it right, don't date it by the Romans don't date it by being in a bias don't date it by the Greeks so how are you I don't understand and if it merely is that it's a different that it's a different Malchus well I mean does it mean because you're that's supposed to write by like your local you know because the Roman government I guess had I don't know yeah Steinfeld suggests that and I don't believe this because the mission was written there Cicero it says this this applies to Babel if you wrote yeah right okay moving on I don't <laughs> I would, I, I, we don't know if you're in Rome what are you supposed to do uh, right I, presumably you are supposed to write Rome I don't know anyway going on <laughs> when in Rome exactly don't do like Rome okay why did they say you supposed to write it after the, the uh, reigning government. Mishum Shalom to make peace with the government. You, you want it now. Tosus has a whole discussion about does this apply to other Shtarot? And he basically says no. It seems it really only applies to Gitin. Other Shtarot are dated by Minyan Shtarot and based on Mikdash and so on. And he says because Gitin are so consequential about personal status we felt it particularly important to have this sort of Shalom Malchus type of an idea. So I mean the Malchus cares about these things? That's the way Tosus phrases. No, because the Gemara going to want to say that they uh, would they be more mocked in scenario A than in scenario B. That's I mean, the Malchus has like a marriage registry. They just want to know, I guess. Exactly. Or, but, but no, but, 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 they, but they do know. But this is such an important personal status document that they want it to acknowledge like in the state of New York. Like don't, you know, yes, it's your own little religious thing as well, but you know, for these types of things they should be have an official type of a, a dating. Yes. Or if that's the date that everyone knows. Like here, you, you ask one that you read it, they're not going to necessarily know. Right. So that's the date that everyone knows. You want people to know when she oh, that's an interesting point. 
I mean, that's not the Shalom Malchus argument, but it's a different argument. It's so consequential that you want it to be a dating that everybody, uh, everybody refers to and understands the dating. That's a very good point. Okay, so the Gemara now says, Umishum Shalom Malchus, Tetzay, Davrad Mamzer. So just to make up for that reason, we're going to have this big consequence? So the Gemara says, In, yes, Rebbe Meir, Lataime, Dama Rebbe Meir, Amar Avanuna, Mishmei, Deula, Maraya, Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Meir used to say, Kolam Hashanami, Mepeish, Tetzabu, Chachami, Begitin, Havlad Mamzer. Or as Rashi said, Rashi, you see, now I'm calling you Rashi, Michael. As Michael said before, yeah, and the side has the gift that says, Ela, 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 Yotzi, Havlad Mamzer. Okay. Anyway, yeah, okay, so if you take a look, anyway, Tosus throws in, the Tosus I mentioned, Nina Fiknu, the little end of that Okay, so let's see the rest of this Malchus. Rashay Malchus Yavan, after the Greek, the Tzricha. It has to tell me that, because you already told me, it, uh, presumably, a different government. Why mention the Greeks? The Iash Minun Malchus Kainogan, it's simply just said, you named it after Rome. Mishum Demlicha. So they're a current Malchus, they're a current, uh, you know, uh, 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 sovereign nation, and therefore you're giving, you know, recognition. It's like cheating on their government, you know, cheating on your husband, cheating on your government. So you're giving recognition to an existing other nation, another Malchus. Okay, Ava Malchus Madai, Malchus Yavan, you name it after some ancient and dead nation. So maybe it's not a Shalom Malchus idea. Yes, you know, it's not as bad, you know, you should have given this Malchus recognition, but it's not like you were prioritizing another, a competitor. These are long and dead uh, kingdoms. Okay? Um, if you said that even that was a problem, even though they're long and dead, because at least they were kingdoms. So, they might be dead, but you're still saying, oh, well, that was, you know, the, the ancient great, you know, uh, you know, uh, Median or the Greeks, like, it's still, it's Pogay and Micah like they're the great governments and who am I? So anyway, they're the great Malchus. Avav being biased, but maybe you would think that if, you know, you named it after something that was not a competitor to my authority, it was because of your own religious sensibilities you named it after the Binyam Habayis. I might think, my Dabi Ali, fine, you want to name it after your ancient base of Mikdash? I don't feel threatened by that. So, no, even that's not good. If you said that, that's still a sense of a competition. Oh, we used to be great and sovereign, so that's also I'm offended by you, my, my, my sense of authority, my, you know, my authority. I'm a bias. But if you're going to name it after the destruction of the base of Mikdash, that that actually is just you're mourning something and you're not I'm, I'm not feeling threatened at all you're not trying to I mean you know in some little way you're trying to hearken to your to your great ancient times but very indirectly you're just mourning it and I would feel okay I'm not mocked I'm not threatened even that's a Shalom Malchus I guess it frames it all as an issue about the Hakpada of the government so given that um, I want to just jump for a second I mean um, to, um, uh, to the Tosus let's just flip the page for one quick second and Tosus on Pam with Bet. Just jump ahead. If you take a look, Tosus says, um, I'm not going to go through this whole Tosus, but Tosus asks the question about how do we give our current document. Okay, the, uh, so he says, 
the Harav Reb Yosef. It's like the middle of that long column. The line starts with the word Harbei. Do people see the line Harbei, like in the middle of that column? Like it's two, three lines under the parentheses of Baba Basra. Okay? So he says, Harav Reb Yosef Pirish, the Achshav, Eina Malchus Makpedet. Now the government doesn't care how we date things. And therefore we don't write it anymore for the Malachim. Okay? Teda, he says, whatever okay uh, da, 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 da. and then he goes to the Gemara that we haven't read yet um, right okay and then he says okay the, uh, you see the line go down to like a third like ten lines before the lines get wide Shemutar yeah. He says like this. He says, Okay, and we don't hold like Rebbe Meir, etc. So Tosus deals with the fact that we dated Libriat Olam, and we assume that nowadays the government doesn't care if we name things Libriat Olam. They're not threatened or whatever. Yes. But he's eliminating well the, the Malchus problem. Now there are other problems as well. That's going to be the other question of do we possibly Rebbe Meir do we pass in Chachamim but the, the argument he's making right here is is that in scenarios where there isn't based on our Gemara that said maybe this case it wouldn't be a Shalom Malchus this case it wouldn't be a Shalom Malchus now the question is what's the end of the Gemara the end of the Gemara is doesn't matter if there is a Shalom Malchus or not it's totally always possible when you give it a wrong date that's a very reasonable conclusion Joseph concludes no in scenarios where we can say there's no issue of Shalom Malchus it's n- the dating issue is not going to be a problem and that's even if you were to pass in our Mishnah even according to Rebbe Mayer, if it's not a Shalom Malchus issue, the dating is not a problem. Okay, so that's point number one. That's how we do Briat Olam. Yes, Charlie. Uh, when did we start using the current... I don't know. Okay, now, moving on to the Gemara. Hayabim Yizrach Likatav Ma'arad. He was in the east and rose for the west. Um, so, the Gemara says like this, Man, who was in the east and he rode for the west? Elim Babal, if it means the husband, it means like he, 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 the husband comes from east Berlin and he wrote that he came from west Berlin. So, Hainu Shina Shmo that's later in the Mishnah. You gave him a wrong location. Okay, this is, you know the city he's from. Elalav Sofer. It means where it's being written. Right. The, the, there were a lot of names. You know, in, there were a lot of uh, places in the get. First, you wrote like a Ksuva, You know, <laughs> where you wrote like you know, you know, Bsheni Bshabs, blah 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 blah. You know, Beminyan Shanimonim. You know, Khan, whatever. You know, whatever we said. You know, Riverdale, Riverdale New York. Well, we went to Riverdale. You probably do New York because you do the city. And this is just a borough. New York, New York. Okay, anyway, fine. So that, that's where the sofer is. Where is the get being written? Okay? Then you write, Eich Ploni Bar Ploni Mimasa Ploni, right? And you give his name and his father's name and his city. Amar, you know, and whatever. And he said, you know, he whatever to this woman from this city. Okay, so th- there are three cities mentioned. Where the get is being written, where the man is from, where the woman is from. And so that's what the Gemara says. Where the get's being written. What? The reason we actually care. But right, so that's a good question. Like really, who does care where the gets being written? And uh, so that's why, again, it's sort of like it's even a more even a smaller trivial issue. And Tosus has a huge discussion about this issue about what happens if I am here writing a ksuva, right? I go ahead and I give it to you know my friend, the artist, to do a beautiful paper cut ksuva, and there it is, and it is a year before the wedding, and she's over in Kansas somewhere doing it, and she's writing though New York, New York. 
So she's writing the place that she's not in. Okay, now there, although you could say that doesn't matter. It matters like when it's signed, not when it's written. Okay, but Tosa still deals with the issue. I don't know. What happens if it's signed before the wedding? And then you use it at the wedding. So, and then when the place that it's being used for, let's say it's post-dated for the wedding. And the place, and so, at the, so the, the date that it reflects is where it was being used on that date, you know, in New York, New York, that's where the wedding took place, but that wasn't where it was written and where it was signed. So Tosa gets into all of that discussion. But yes, that is obviously less... We don't really... But the reason I'm saying this is, at some level, we don't really care where the heck the sofa was. But we, what we do care about is where did this event take place? So the date in the Ksuva is more intended to reflect where the event was taking place. But what happens if, you know, the sofa wrote it and he's not there at the moment of the event? And that's what Tosis deals with. That okay? But, but, but gets into Right. Why? We don't care where the sofa was if it took place before. The purpose of the name of the location in the get, the same way the purpose of the date is to know where and when it took place. The only problem is sometimes the date was when it was a year before it took place because it was written before it was given. Right? So there's like so the basic point of the place of, of, the, of the place and the date is to know where and when. But they don't always synchronize with that. But that's why we do write it. And here it says that if you wrote the wrong place and again Tosa steals with the fact that well I don't know let's say it was signed later. Let's say it was the right place where it was given but the wrong place where the sofa was. Anyway that's what Tosa steals with. Anyway but that's the case. And the love sofa. Rab said to his sofa, Ravuna said to his sofa, when you're in Shili, and you're writing a get, like, you know, or whatever you're writing, because it discusses other documents as well, here we are, in, you know, in Shili on this state, da 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 da. Even though it also says this was like a neighboring city. Even though the husband told you write a get for my wife and all of you guys were in Hini when he told you this if you're sitting in Shili when you're writing it write we, in, in Shili such and such occurred do not write based on where you got the instruction and where the husband was write where you are when you're writing it and the same in the reverse so Dear Rev Mayor, this all is the position of Rev Mayor. Okay, now Rashi says this is going back to the Shein Malchus issue. Tosa says that this is actually going back to the, um, well, let me see what Tosa says. You could have said it's going to the Sheena Shein Yiro, but hold on, let me just double check Tosos. Um, Well, let's read a little bit, okay, and then I'll go back to this. Zudiva Reb Meir. This is the position of Reb Meir. Oh, no, this clearly is the Malchus. I'm sorry, I was thinking later. This idea that, she, that if you did the wrong Malchus, so we're jumping back to the Malchus as opposed to the location, okay, this that the wrong Malchus is puzzle and it has all these consequences, that's according to Reb Meir. But the Chachamim say, Even if you wrote it in the name of some type of a Local, like you know, type of a city official. Okay, Mayor De Blasio. Yeah, the third year of the reign of Mayor De Blasio of so whatever. Okay, it works. Now, by the okay, so Hahu Gita. Now, so now. Does that mean that they that they are more flexible in terms of what's considered to be the right malchus, or does it mean that even if you did the wrong malchus, we don't have all these ter- tremendous consequences? Okay, so it's, let's read a little bit more. Who gives us the cost of the Eishtadarna? 
to this Bashkar. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Anyway, there was a certain get that was written in the name of some type of a governor of Bashkar, okay, which was an appointee of the king. So, and it wasn't named in the, in the reign of the king, but in the reign of the governor. But the governor was an appointee of the king. So he sent it to, in front of Rava. Rava, what's the story? Is that like not in the name of the real king and therefore it's puzzle? So, no. This, Dean Reb Meir wouldn't have a problem with. My timer. He's an official of the government. So you didn't give honor to the king, but you didn't. It is an appointed official. Okay, Umajna Misanter Shavir. How's that different from the Santer, which we said actually would be invalid, according to Rabbi Meir? The Chamin would say it's okay, but Rabbi Meir would say it's invalid. Hasam Zilu Humilsa. No. There, it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's disrespectful to the Malchus, because that's not even, you know, Rashi says he's not an important official at all. Maybe he's not even a government official. Okay. Um, here it's the Chash of a governor, the guy they appoint. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. Raji says he's some like city, petty little little city official. So okay, you name him after like when the when the post you know you know when the postman since it's the reign of the postman since he's become whatever you know come on that's a disgrace. Okay. I'm a Rabbi Ava. I'm a, so there's a question even within Rabbi Mayor. How much can you talk? You know what is considered to be an authority, um, a, 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 rel, a, a good authority. Yeah. These are the words of Rev Meir. This idea that when you make a mistake, it has now there's one question what defines a mistake, what defines a wrong malchus. But there's another question, what's the consequences of the mistake? So this idea in the Mishnah that if you get it wrong has all of these terrible consequences. That's Rebbe Meir, like we said before. But the Chachamim say Havlad Kasher. Okay, but that's the first half of the Mishnah. And maybe also uh, shame uh, where the get was written. Okay, but Umodim Chachamim Rebbe Meir, but they do agree to Rebbe Meir. Shimshina Shmo Vishma Shemi Ro Vishemi Ra Shavlad Mamzer. That if you do actually change the name of the man or the woman or their location, that's much more central. Well, but again, Depends. It might. It might. Might not be that it's bottle door ice if it's a small mistake and so says it's a secondary type of a name or whatever. So it's not so posh that it's bottle door ice, but it is much more central to the get and therefore Vlad Mamzer. Amravashi Avananamitanina, that's clear in the Mishnah because the Mishnah says, Shina Shmovishma Shimiravishimra, Tatimizer Mizevakhodrachmeluba, so Manktanila. So who is telling the second half of the Mishnah? Why is about the Shina Shmovishma? Ilema Rebi Mayor, if it was Rebi Mayor, Lerbina Belis knew. Why not do all why not list all the cases Together. Why did the Mishnah list the case of changing their names or changing their locations as a separate clause, you know, as a separate statement? Just give the whole list of all the problems. The fact that it said, here are all the consequences. Oh, and by the way, here's another problem. So that's telling you, Shmamina Rabbanon, that that issue of Shemira Shemira is a problem even according to the rabbis, Shmamina. So because of this, you can imagine when they write get how crazy they go about the names and the names of the locations. Because here we're saying even according to the Chachamim, the consequences could be disastrous. Okay, so that's uh, we will end on that up, on that.